everybody, this is Dr. Ryan Berlin. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. This is the show about maximizing your health without dangerous drugs and surgery. And today I'm kind of fired up because we're talking about something that I'm really passionate about, and that is my own kid's health and your kid's health and your your friends and your family members' kids' health, your nieces, your nephews. Like, I, I, I'm just, I'm literally so... I'm just going to warn you that today I'm going to get a little fired up on this one because I'm so sick and tired of this. I'm tired of, you know, parents coming in and, you know, I, I'm taking care of their families. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, yeah, Johnny got sick the other day. He's on an antibiotic right now. And and so-and-so had a, had this sniffle or, or we thought they might have strep and the doctor put on my antibiotic because blah, 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 blah. Or we went in and we just got this shot. And the next thing you know, he, he started having this fever and now he's not feeling well after that. Or, you know, my, my, my son's having constipation. He's having trouble pooping. So we have him on Miralax, which has a known carcinogen in it called propylene glycol, which literally causes cancer. You know, I'm, I'm, we put, we put our, our infant on acid reflux medication because he's got, you know, reflux and he's spitting up. And, and, and this whole thing, it just frustrates a living crap out of me because these kids aren't even two and three and four and five and six or whatever they are. And they're already on drugs. They're already on medications that if you ask the average adult, if they want to be on more or less medication, the answer is always less. So if you ask the average person, do they want to put their kids on drugs? The answer is obviously no. But I see this happen all the time and it happens to well intending people. And, and I just want you to know there's another way. There's another way. There's a scripture in the Bible. I don't know the exact reference. I'll have to look it up. But it, it talks about there's a way that seems right unto man. But the end of it, the end of it is death. There's a way that seems right unto man. But the end of it is death. And what that means is in our educated mind, we think we're making good decisions. But due to our lack of understanding, due to our lack of foresight, due to our, our lack of knowledge on, on how our physiology actually works, we're creating problems. So one of the things that we always teach our patients is never, ever, 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 ever trade a short-term solution for a long-term problem. In fact, if you can avoid a long-term problem with a little short-term inconvenience, always do that. Always do that. Take a little bit of short-term inconvenience to avoid a long-term problem. But what I see so often is parents are trading off long-term chronic health issues for their kids for the rest of their lives. I'm going to give you some data on this for short-term relief. Now, don't get me wrong. We all want our kids to be comfortable. We want to decrease their symptoms. We want them to feel better to some degree. You know, we, 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 but, but sometimes that, that's not, that's, we, we got to stop projecting our feelings for what they're feeling onto them. A fever typically doesn't hurt. They get sleepy, they're tired, their temperatures are warm, but it doesn't hurt. And so like, stop reducing the fever, stop, stop, stop manipulating the immune system and let it get to work. Now, you know, are there, are there times? Sure. Fever gets up to 105 that, but a fever there's tons of research that says fevers up to 104, even, even touching 105 degrees, that's the normal range where the body will reset the temperature. So we're going to talk more about that. The reason I'm telling you guys about this is because we have an event coming up that if you have kids, you should be there. There is, there is literally right now, and if you don't believe this, there's a war going on for your kids' health. 
that the the pharmaceutical companies that spend billions of dollars the the you know hundreds of thousands uh, of hospitals all the drug companies all all the insurance companies they don't want your kid healthy they don't make money when your child's healthy they only make money when your child is sick and they're on a medication or they're filling a room in a hospital and so even if that's not their actual intention, if that's not their mission and mission and vision statement, if that's not you know what they what they write in email memos to their employees, the reality is their profits go down when people are healthier, and so there's there's a war going on for your kids' health, and right now we're losing it. If we're going to develop a strategy, if we're going to develop a strategy for healthy kids, the next generation, how does a healthier future tomorrow look for tomorrow's leaders? For our kids who we want to grow, we want them to grow up and we want them to be, you know, contributing to society and be successful. And we want them to, to, to have a, a great lifestyle. We want them to have families and have all this. How are they going to get there if the average kid is already on one medication? Half of all children are already on one medication. So Monday, July 22nd, 2019, 7 p.m. in my office Unless it's, it's, you know, we get such a demand, we all, we'll move it. We've had to do that multiple times. We're doing our, our next seminar called Next Generation, Raising the Future Leaders of Tomorrow. It's going to be an amazing event. We're going to teach you how to, how to ensure that your kids are healthy, what to be concerned about, what not to, how to avoid the drugs, how to avoid all those things. You know, I, I'm reading articles. I'm going to go through some of these, but just the, just the, the subject lines of these articles Data shows significant antibiotic overprescribing for kids in ERs and hospitals. And this literally comes right out of uh, CDRAP News. It, it's a medical journal news. Psych Central. So, again, another psychiatry journal. Drugging of our children over diagnosis leads to overprescription of Ritalin, which is chemically equivalent to cocaine. WebMD, from the WebMD archives on uh, 2016, childhood cancer is on the rise, and it's the fastest growing, fastest uh, uh, changing, uh, larger numbers than ever, biggest cancer right now. The biggest cancer problem we have in, in the fastest growing cancer is children getting cancer. Um, Another one, increasing rates of allergies and asthma from the Allergy and Asthma and Immunology uh, Academy, the American Academy of Allergies, Asthma, and Immunology. So these are literally the, the authorities on these problems are all admitting that there's worse problems now than there ever has been. So the American Association or American Academy of Allergies, Asthma, and Immunology, what do you think that they try to do? They try to prevent allergies, asthma, and, and, uh, and immunology from being affected in a worse way. So they raise money, they do studies, and literally out of their own journal, the title says, increasing rates of allergies and asthma. So everything that they literally exist for, everything they're trying to prevent by their own admission is getting worse, meaning what we're doing is not working. In fact, you could even say that what we're doing may have some effect on in, in, increasing the problem even more because it's not causing the problem to be less. If it was having any effect, it, it, we could even say it's having no effect if it's not you know, getting better or worse, but we're saying we're treating it more and it's getting worse more. And so this is a frustration for me as I'm just so tired of it. My kids are healthy. My, my kids, do they get sick? Have they been sick? Sure. They have great immune responses. They fight things off, but they have no chronic conditions. 
And I, I would venture to say they're never going to. My kids will never have a chronic condition as long as we can keep living the lifestyle we're living, you know, eating well, getting them adjusted from a chiropractor, making sure they, they exercise, making sure that their time on technology is limited to some degree. There, there's lots of things that we can do, taking certain supplements because their lifestyles are unfortunately deficient in things like vitamin D from sunlight because they're in school all day, that there are things that parents don't know. And so what do they turn to? They end up turning to antibiotics. They end up turning to, you know, believing the, the myth that they have to have these treatments in order to be healthy, that that doesn't make you healthy. That makes you sicker. Coming up, we're going to go into this more. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. I feel glorious, glorious. Hey, everybody. This is Dr. Ryan Berlin. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. You know, we're talking about kids' health. We got an event coming up. It's July 22nd. It's called Next Generation, a healthier future lead uh, for tomorrow's leaders. We're going to be doing that at 7 p.m. July 22nd. If you want to get registered, go to drryanlive.com, and you can register right there by clicking on Menu, then Events. But I was just talking about how frustrated I am with all the drugs. I'm reading the, these articles about increased cancer, increased asthma, increased allergies, increased you know, antibiotic overprescribing. This one article said a new study has found that children receive more than 2 million unnecessary antibiotic prescriptions just in the ER. That came out of the Journal of Pediatrics. So it was crazy. There are over 2 million course of antibiotics prescribed to children in emergency departments that we know are not necessary, says Nicole Poole, MD, and, and she's, out of, um, she's a disease specialist out of Seattle Children's Hospital. So we need to be thinking about the guidelines that are more relevant to outpatient diagnoses and blah, 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 blah. No. How about we just build healthy kids? How about we build healthy kids? You cannot avoid bankruptcy by trying to treat bankruptcy. You avoid bankruptcy by building wealth. You cannot build a healthy marriage by trying to treat divorce. You build a healthy marriage by spending time with your spouse and pouring into them and and growing that relationship. So if you have children and you want healthy children and you don't want them on antibiotics, then you have to do things that are building their health. Here's another one is, you know, this is a growing epidemic is the ADD, ADHD thing. This does not exist in our office. Every kid who's ever come into our office ever in the last 12 years who had ADD or ADHD that literally ended all of their all of their test scores went up, their focus changed, they were able to decrease their medication and this was under the the you know watch and and cooperation with their medical doctor that we literally help these kids by correcting subluxations in their neck and their nervous system starting to function better. I didn't do anything. We didn't cure anything, but we corrected a subluxation in their neck and their neurophysiology begins to change that literally the neurotransmitters start to function more appropriately because there's no longer stress on that nerve. Imagine there's a hose. You turn on your water hose and and you have this flow coming out the one end and it's normal. Well, step on the hose and watch what happens. You get you get abnormal flow. You get aberrant flow coming out the other end. Now imagine your brain is trying to send signals somewhere and there's a flow to those mental impulses. 
It's called neuronal and axonal activity, that there's literally nerve signals, electrical signals being broadcast over your nerves, and there's a rate and a rhythm to it. They fire in a rhythm, and they fire at a rate hundreds of miles an hour. Now, imagine there's pressure on those nerves, similar to that hose example. What do you think is going to happen to the rate and the rhythm of that firing of those nerves over, over the myelin sheath and those axons? It's going to get disrupted. Well, what if those signals were controlling mood? What if they were controlling focus? What if they were controlling sensory input? What if they were controlling learning? You're going to get delayed development, decreased learning capacity, poor sensory integration. These are all symptoms of pressure and damage on on the nervous system. These are all the things that we literally drug our kids with a cocaine equivalent called Ritalin or a speed equivalent, you know, um, for, and, and these drugs like methylphenidate and all these, they're, they're literally toxic that you read through the warning signs of them. Most of them come with a black box warning that says your child is going to develop a desire to harm themselves or others. So if you have children or you have grandchildren that are on these drugs, you have to be concerned about this. And, and again, I want to go back to this, like the drug makers of Ritalin, the drug makers of, you know, of, of methylphenidate, like they only profit when your kids are drugged. They only profit when your kids are drugged. And I take care of people who sell the drugs, the pharmaceutical sales representatives who don't put their kids on these drugs. I take care of people who work for drug companies that won't take drugs. I take care of physicians who won't even take a flu shot every year. So as a patient, and, and more importantly, as, as, a, as a customer of the pharmaceutical industry, you have to decide what product you're buying and what product you're not buying. How about this? Ritalin, that use of Ritalin has tripled in the past five years. That, that was when this article was written. And some studies suggest use is up. An astounding 500%. Well, I got news for you. This article was written quite a while ago. That usage is up almost 800 to 1,000% now. It's insane. You know, the, the, the person in this article goes on to say, there's no doubt in my mind that Ritalin has its place and it's good. It's never good to poison our kids when there's a safer alternative. So should you be changing their diet? Absolutely. Absolutely. Should you be getting them out and exercising? Absolutely. That's been shown to have profound impacts on, on all that pent up energy, but should they be getting their nervous system checked and evaluated? Absolutely. So what we do is when kids come into the office, you know, they, first of all, you can call in 513-777-7575. So 777-7575 and make an appointment. What we'll do is we'll do a consultation. We'll hear you out. We'll listen to you. We won't treat you like a number. We won't treat your kid like a condition. We'll treat them like a human being. And we'll listen to when this started. A lot of times it goes all the way back to birth because there's trauma that happens in birth to the spine. There's research that suggests out of Harvard that 80% of children checked at birth had spinal issues that were putting pressure on their lano-occipital nerves. And so we check that area and we do EMG testing, painless testing where we can literally read the nervous system, see how well it's functioning. And then we take x-rays to see what's going on with the spine and nervous system. You know, this event that we're doing, I'm, I'm so excited about it because it's, it's a life-changing one. Why are we doing it in July? Because waiting until August, September, usually is too late. You're getting prepared for back to school. You're buying clothes. You're, you know, getting the backpack packed up, getting the school supplies, et cetera. Schedule's starting to change. You're getting a little stressed. And next thing you know, school's upon us. And unfortunately, 
right around the corner is when kids start having like cold flu season, you know, uh, fall stuff. We go into that whole time frame from Halloween through Thanksgiving through Christmas where we're eating nothing but crap and we're not being exposed to sunlight. And next thing you know, everyone's sick and not my kids. Like my goal is to help them to create habits now, create habits in July when everyone's healthy and happy, when they're getting sun, when they're on the pools. Like let's talk about it now so we have a strategy, not just for this year, but for the rest of their lives. So your kids, you're starting them off with a foundation so they don't become a statistic. So they're not one of the 50% of kids who's already on a drug. So they're not one of the kids that becomes an adult who half of all adults are on two drugs. Can we help them avoid that? Well, the best way is to get a great start now. So again, give us a call, 513-777-7575, or go to drryanlive.com and register for Next Gen, Next Generation, A Healthier Future for Tomorrow's Leaders. We'd love to have you at that event, but it's only available if you get registered right now. Um, the, the one that really ticks me off, we were talking about this a little bit, cancer. So listen to this. There, the, the numbers of childhood cancer is skyrocketing. So every, out of every 100 can, new cancer diagnoses in the United States, at least one to five are a childhood case. And that number is growing. In fact, the National Cancer Institute says there's been a significant increase in overall cancer rates in recent decades that since 1975, childhood cancer is up 27% in kids under 19. However, what's more upsetting is this rise seems to be driven in part by leukemia. So leukemia is up, you know, a disease of the white blood cells, a cancer of the white blood cells. An immune disease is up 35% since 1975. Leukemia is the most common cancer in kids. Soft tissue cancers like those that develop in bones or muscles are up nearly 42%. There's an interesting link between overusage of antibiotics, and there's another link between the increase in our vaccine schedule. And again, correlation, causation, who cares? The numbers of antibiotics, the numbers of immunizations going up, the numbers of leukemia are going up. You don't think that's accurate? Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Do, do, do some research and do a study that shows that you can take as many antibiotics as you want. You can take as many vaccines as you want and have no risk of leukemia. That research hasn't been done yet either. So I don't think you can say that we're wrong in this, that this hypothesis is that there's an increased risk that's going on. Something is decreasing our immunity. And one of the reasons might be because we're taking so many antibiotics that we're literally overriding our own immune system. We're not allowing it to function and thrive. And then we're also exposing it at the same time to lots of adjuvants and lots of chemicals that it's not designed to protect against. Things like mercury, things like aluminum, things like formaldehyde, uh, polysorbate and you know, uh, uh, propylene glycol uh, tissue from other human beings. That These are things that are in vaccines. And again, I'm not telling you whether to vaccinate or not to vaccinate. I'm telling you that what you need to be focused on right now there's a verse in, in scripture that talks about do not become overwhelmed with evil or overcome with evil. Overcome evil by doing good. Focus on right now what you can be doing to build health. Coming up, we're going to talk about one of the things you can be doing to build your immune system. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station.
everybody. You're listening to Dr. Ryan Berlin on 55KRC, the talk station. We're talking about kids, raising the next generation, a healthier future for tomorrow's leaders. And we're doing an event coming up live, but it just really got me fired up. I'm preparing for this event, getting our PowerPoint together, getting the research together to teach parents how to keep their kids healthy for the rest of their lives and how to give your kids a better foundation than you have. Because actually what's trending right now What's trending right now is that your kids are actually starting off with worse nutrition, not even because you feed them bad, but because the the quality of the food has decreased so much since we were kids that it takes literally 30, 40, 50 apples to get the nutrition of one apple back in the 1930s, 40s, 50s, that... You know, their, their stress levels, kids' stress levels are the equivalent today in 2019 of a 1930s psych ward patient, that they're under tons of stress with their schedules, with school, with homework, with sports, with social interactions, that kids are hearing about the implications of social issues at younger ages. They're having to deal with heavy things, depression, anxiety, uh, classmates literally committing suicide, that this is stuff that didn't exist before, that your kids have a worse foundation now than they've ever had in history for good health, and we want to help you turn that around. You can be the outlier. You can be the one who's different. You can be the one that people look to and go, wow, your, your kids don't get sick. Your kids have so much energy. They're well-behaved. They're not bouncing off the walls. What are you doing? And, and it takes a plan. It's literally a war out there, and it takes a war plan. This is not a game plan that we don't consider our kids' health to be a game. We consider it to literally be a fight, a fight to make sure that our kids grow up with the best possible health and best start that they possibly can. Listen to this. We were talking about cancer, childhood cancers on the rise. You know, leukemia is skyrocketing uh, as much as 42% increase in things like leukemia, 27% increase in, in uh, sorry, it was 27 or 23, 20, 27% increase in childhood cancers, 35% increase in leukemia, muscles and, muscles and bone diseases of, of leukemia up 42%. So we're just seeing this problem get out of hand, but I want to read you this. This is in a recent presentation at the ninth chiropractic osteopathy and physiotherapy annual conference in the United Kingdom. So this did not come out of the U S we're not talking about scope of practice with chiropractic in the U S you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that this is what we treat. I'm just saying that there's research done on the effects of chiropractic on physiology on how your body heals and functions. Chiropractic has never changed from its practice, from its philosophy, its original inception. It was all about healing. It was all about your body's ability to regulate and control healing, that your nervous system does that. And when we have spinal problems, it shuts down our body's ability to heal. Now, insurance, the Ohio State Board, the, the national boards, all these things, they, they want to relegate chiropractic down to back pain, neck pain, headaches. You know, those are the things they let us play around with. But the reality is our patients come in with back pain or neck pain and they start healing. They start seeing all these other changes and, and they literally on testimonials or, you know, evaluations, they start saying, Oh, I'm sleeping better. I haven't had to take my allergy medication. I haven't had to do this. Now, legally, we're not allowed to say, Oh, that's because you got adjusted. You know, we're treating X, Y, and Z. What we can say is we're correcting subluxations. Your nervous system's healing. We can prove that because we took EMG scans and there's less stress readings on your EMG scans. So your body's beginning to heal differently and your x-rays are improving. So the correlation there 
they did some research. And so at this, you know, conference in the UK, Jack Neal, he was the, uh, he's from the Anglo-European College of Chiropractic. He analyzed the current literature on spinal, you know, manipulative therapy. So uh, adjusting the spine and its correlation with immune responses. So he researched up until January, 2012, he, he did all this research and he confirmed that spinal adjustments. So chiropractic adjustments are linked to a central anti-inflammatory response, central meaning controlled centrally by the central nervous system, your brain and your spinal cord. And he said the research suggested that chiropractic adjustments may lead to regulating of pro-inflammatory cytokines, cytokines that boost antibodies and they're linked to the immune response. Additionally, he said spinal manipulation may increase the creation, listen to this, literally creating tiny cells called leukocytes, healthy white blood cells, which support, they support the white blood cells in fighting off threats such as cancer. Chiropractic adjustments may also affect natural killer cells, the actual cells that kill cancer cells. Interleukin-2 activity, interleukin-2 is something that they literally want to sell us back interleukin-2 as a drug treatment for cancer, and it increases your function of TNF, something called tumor necrosis factor, literally a chemical in your body that kills cancer cells. Also has a positive impact on cortisol and beta endorphin levels. So after doing years of research, he concluded that every single type of cell that has any influence over naturally fighting cancer functions better when patients were under manipulative therapy. Again, not, not my research. This isn't me saying this. This is Jack Neal of the Anglo-European College of Chiropractic. And this was in the Journal of Manipulative Therapy, an article called Immune Response, a Literature Review of Chiropractic and Osteopathic Evidence in 2012. The mechanisms driving these systems are still vague. So this is a beautiful part. I love this. We don't know exactly why all these cells are healthier. Well, you may not know every single pathway, but the patient got adjusted. There was a physical adjustment that happened. There was a release within their spine. Their nervous system felt better. Their spine moved better. And as a result, all these cells started to function better. There is not enough research yet to know whether these inflammatory reductions correlate with reduction in symptoms. Most research to date has focused on asymptomatic patients. Wait a minute. So these patients didn't even have symptoms. And yet they showed improvements of all of their cancer cells. They said, oh, but most of these, he said, were short-term improvements. Yes, because one adjustment doesn't last 30 years when your head's forward in a computer eight hours a day. Like you got to get adjusted frequently enough to keep the spine and nervous system healthy. So he said the challenge now is to clinically observe the long-term health benefits in symptomatic patients. Well, who the heck wants to be a symptomatic patient? Every one of my patients comes to me because they want to be asymptomatic. So we want patients to come in feeling terrible, leave feeling better, come back feeling good eventually, and leave feeling good. We want asymptomatic patients. That's what most people want to be. While more research is required, the current evidence suggests that chiropractic adjustments can result in positive changes to the immune system. Not just positive changes to the immune system, but he literally named off every single anti-cancer you know, cell in our body that fights cancer. These immunological changes may show us why chiropractic 
can decrease inflammation and pain while promoting overall wellness. So think about that. Isn't that what you want for your kids? That's one of the things we're going to be talking about is how do you, how do, what's chiropractic's role in helping keep kids healthy? What's nutrition's role? Uh, when, when, when to do antibiotics, when not to, what concerns should you have? You know, are there treatments out there that you need to be weary of? Are there things that you can be doing to give your kids really awesome immune function? So get to drryanlive.com and get registered for that event coming up. It's July 22nd, 2019 at 7 p.m. We'd love to have you. Uh, Coming up, I'm going to be talking more about asthma and allergies, and we're going to be talking about uh, how we see patients get better from those conditions. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. Everybody, this is Dr. Ryan Berlin. You're listening to 55 Care CD Talk Station. This is the show about maximizing your health without drugs and surgery. Align your health is what we call it because we're talking about aligning ourselves with the right principles. You know, we were created and we were created intelligent. Our bodies were designed to be healthy. At least that's what I believe. You don't have to believe that. But if you do believe that, then you understand that we weren't meant to be sick and diseased. We were meant to have life and have it abundantly, that we were created to, to, to live on this earth in harmony with it, that it shouldn't be destroying us. We shouldn't be destroying it either. But it shouldn't be destroying us that when the seasons change, your allergies shouldn't run wild. When, when pollen falls off trees, you shouldn't have to run inside because you know, you, you might have a severe asthma or allergy attack. So, you know, I'm just, I see this with kids and it just, it bothers me. I, I get so frustrated because, you know, it's a man-made problem. I'll just say it. It's a man-made problem that the allergies, the asthma, uh, they start at birth, that we have birth trauma and we can have subluxations that start at birth, start causing pressure on our nerves. And I, I had a, I had a young one that when he was born, he was for all intents and purposes, stillborn. And, you know, in the hospital, they would have like grabbed him, pulled him away, hooked him up to machines, and they would have got his heart beating. They would have got his lungs breathing. I'm sure he probably would have been fine. But uh, we actually had a home birth. And, you know, it's you know, I wouldn't advocate for that unless you are up for that challenge. But, you know, we had a scare. And, and I reached down and I, I checked his neck. And my wife was hemorrhaging. They were attending to her. We called the ambulance, actually, because we knew that there is a time and a place for this. But I reached down, checking my son's neck, and I, I, I put a little bit of pressure on his upper neck, and I can tell that his first vertebra from being posterior in the canal and his head jammed up against the pelvis for three hours while he was crowning and not coming out, that his first vertebra was stuck. And I gently put a little bit of pressure on it. I didn't even adjust it. I was getting ready to, and click, it moved, and all the color came back into his skin. He started breathing. He started crying. He literally started peeing. Like every every sign of life came back. And he didn't need a machine hooked up to his heart. He didn't need a machine hooked up to his lungs. He was very healthy. What he did need was he needed to not have that birth trauma. And what he needed that, you know, he needed on the other side of that was because there was birth trauma, he needed the pressure taken off the nerves and he needed his spine corrected. He needed a little gentle adjustment that literally restored function back to the nervous system. It was really amazing. And since he's been born, we've been adjusting him very frequently to keep him healthy. And not until he was three, um, when he could stand up and he wasn't wiggling around, I got an x-ray on him. And I was able to see that his second cervical vertebra, C2, 
His neck curve was actually really beautiful from all the years of getting adjusted, but that one vertebra was 18 degrees out of position, which is horrible. It was way out of position. And it took me six, eight weeks of getting that corrected. And we took another x-ray and it looked great. And ever since we've gotten that corrected and we were able to take that x-ray, he's been very healthy. He's never gotten sick. He used to get, you know, he used to get sniffles and little things, ear aches, and I would adjust them. They would get better. But he used to have all these problems before that. And then once he, he got that corrected because of x-rays, um, he, he's just been very healthy since. And so I look at these parents that their kids have allergies and asthma and this and that. And, and it frustrates me because the one thing that those kids need more than anything is they need to be adjusted. You know, there's um, a theory right now, the leading theory behind the rising allergy and asthma diagnosis rates is this thing called the hygiene hypothesis. And the theory suggests that living conditions in much of the world might be too clean. That kids are being exposed to, to germs to train their immune systems, but our kids aren't. So they have HEPA filters and filters in the house clean the air and they're every you know they're washing their hands so frequently that they're not exposed to enough dirt enough dander to actually allow their bodies you know the, this theory it says that farm animals increase exposure to germs and germ components and so that these endotoxins stimulate the immune response and decrease allergic inflammation so research is suggesting that rising prevalence in allergies and asthma may be more complex and that we need to look at not you know, having cleaner environments, but dirtier ones. My, my buddy, Josh Axe, a chiropractor, you guys may know him. He's a, has one of the largest health and wellness websites on the internet. Um, he owns a company called ancient nutrition, but Dr. Axe, uh, Dr. Axe has some awesome research on this. In fact, he has a book that's literally called titled eat dirt because of what we're learning about, um, not being exposed to enough, you know, uh, biological organic compounds, you know, dirts and allergens. And so listen to this. So everything we've been taught is drugs decrease, you know, the symptoms of asthma and allergies and dirt, dander and dust are bad and pollens are bad. Well, here, how about this? Some research indicates indicates that increased, ri- uh, increased use of certain medications contribute, contribute, meaning cause the increase in asthma. Studies have shown that increased antibiotic use parallels the rise in allergies and asthma. So research is suggesting that early antibiotic use changes the bacterial flora, meaning that all the bacteria in our gut where our immune system is developed, which impacts the development of allergic diseases like asthma. Where is this article coming from? The American Academy of allergies, asthma, and immunology. So what are they telling us? They're telling us, number one, we need to be exposed to more dirt, more dust, more pollens, less acetaminophen, which is Tylenol, and less antibiotics. And then they said that there's a link between obesity and asthma, that the heavier kids get, the worse their asthma, and vitamin D deficiency. So they're telling us to take less antibiotics, less acetaminophen, more vitamin D. If you've listened to any of our podcasts, which you can go on iTunes and listen to past podcasts, and you search Align Your Health on iTunes or go to drryanlive.com menu podcasts, you can go there. If you listen to any of those, you're going to hear us talking about increase your vitamin D levels, increase your exposure to the sun, take a vitamin D supplement, decrease your usage of antibiotics. And, and that's exactly what's coming out of the American Academy of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology. So it's just really fascinating, you know, that 
there, there's so much research out there. We're doing this event. We want to teach parents. Your kids have allergies. Your kids have asthma. They're having immune issues. They've had ear infections, colic, indigestion, acid reflux. You have an infant who has, you know, is, is spitting up all the time or has ear infections. Kids with bedwetting or bowel dis- disorders. Your kid's on Miralax. This is the event for you. Your kids are on Ritalin or they're on Adderall. They're trying to learn or... Um, you know, they're having issues with focus. This is the event for you. Come and find out how to get them healthy. Yeah, we're going to talk about chiropractic. We're going to talk about nutrition. We're going to talk about supplementation. But the event's called Next Gen as a next generation, a healthier future for tomorrow's leaders. Wednesday, July 22nd, 2019 at 7 p.m. Um, you can get registered. Go to drryanlive.com and uh, click on menu and then events and you can get registered there. Uh, I got some research on chiropractic care with asthma. So this is great. We just talked about asthma. Here you go. Uh, Journal of Orthopedic Surgery conducted a study of 3,013 patients with bronchial asthma published in 2004, where they were able to alleviate bronchial asthma and allergies by improvement of neurology causes by chronically narrowed intervertebral foramina of the second, third, fourth, eighth, and tenth thoracic vertebra. Asthma patients improved by 70%. So listen to this. This is just a complex way of saying that a professional adjustment of the spine in the right place can alleviate breathing difficulties by 70%, a 70% improvement. We have kids coming in our office that have asthma-induced allergy, and it's keeping them from really being you know, successful on the team as well as they could be. We have even worse off kids who, if they leave home without their inhaler on a camping trip or something, that they're in jeopardy of having a really serious medical issue. They might even end up in an ambulance. I don't think any medicine can really claim a 70% improvement. In fact, most kids I see get on inhalers, they start using it more, not less. They start using stronger inhalers down the road, not weaker ones. So we just can't ignore a 70% improvement. You know, you want to find that, that, that article, um, is from ispub.com and you can find that there. Just search for that 70% improvement with asthma. Another random clinical trial, 36 kids, smaller sample. The last one was, uh, a thousand, you know, uh, sorry, a hundred, almost a thousand times that size. 36 kids. They all had chronic asthma. They were studied over three months. They all received chiropractic care alongside of medical care, and those with the chiropractic care had greatly improved quality of life and decreased asthma severity. Another study in the Journal of Vertebral Subluxation Research, 81 asthmatic children reported improvement in 90% after 60 days. Ages range from 1 to 17 years of age. So can, can, can you know, chiropractic help with asthma? My, my question is, do you have more faith? Do we have more faith in a spoonful of medicine than in the power that was put in the body? Do we have more faith in an asthma inhaler than we do in our own neurology working properly? So that event, I just really encourage you guys to come out. We've gone through cancer. We've gone through you know, allergies. We've gone through asthma. We've gone through uh, antibiotic usage beyond the rise that there's literally a battle for our kids' health. And if you don't think there is, turn on the TV. Turn on the TV. Every 30 seconds of every cartoon your kids watch... Not not a toy commercial, not a commercial for the pizza parlor up the road. It's a drug commercial during your kids' television programming that your kids are being told at young ages right now 
that they need to be on drugs. So get to that event. Go to drryanlive.com, next generation, a healthier future for tomorrow's leaders. Get registered there. I appreciate you guys listening. We'll talk to you next week. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station.